Hey, welcome back to the DMTworld.net podcast. Today we have a sit-down with uh, Mushroom Man. Some of you guys may recognize him from the YouTube videos that we were doing last year. Today he came on, he spoke about a psilocybin experience that he recently had, <clears throat> which helped him with um, some anxiety from that followed a family member's death. Uh, really helped him out there. Um, and then also we talked about our ambitions in this industry, you know, um, what we would like to do, what, what would be like our dream scenario and so forth, uh, as well as coming up with some kind of ideas of, you know, begin to advocate for these substances. Um, time and time again, you know, we see people getting benefits from, from these uh, alternative form of medicines. But, um, I mean, it's it's in all of our... Uh, just as a human, you know, we should have the right to to explore these options, you know, at the very least. Always a good time having Mush, Mush Man on. Uh, he's a pretty laid back dude. Pretty funny as well. Um, had a pretty good time with him. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. And as always, keep spreading that love. Come join us at uh, dmtworld.net. And uh, thank you for listening. All right, Mr. Mush Man. Really glad to have you back here, man. Really glad. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks for making time for me. Yeah, for sure. Hey, what um, what prompted you to come back? What you got going on, man? <laughs> well, um, not long after our our last talk, um, you know, a little bit of refresher. I'd mentioned you know, some of the uh, the issues that I was dealing with, um, the anxiety that I was having over the uh, the death of my cousin, the overdose death. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so somewhere around new years, I ended up taking a quarter of some Melmax and just like laying down and, mm. um, you know, most of my trips at that time, like they, they'd all been for the past couple of months before that, they'd all been like really, really just scary. And, um, except for like the one right before that was pretty good because, um, like I'd finally figured out how to let go or whatever. Yeah. But um, this this particular night, it's like the 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 whole thing is like a dream state, you know. Um, I I first realized it because like I'm sitting at the the drive-ins in uh, Perry. It's just a, a place around here. It's got a drive-in movie theater. Sitting in my car waiting for the movie to start, and like some girls start like yelling something. I go to oops, sorry about that. And I go to um, I, I go to see what the and I'm out. What is that, man? Are you a robot dog? <laughs> yeah, You're I'm fucking, fucking sleeping here. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully, hopefully I just put that down. Hopefully that won't happen again. All right. Um, but uh, I, I realize I'm in my room. There's obviously no drive through or drive-ins open around here at fucking New Year's. So oh, shit. I'm like, holy shit, that's, you know, that's cool. I've never had that particular sort of thing happened and Wait, it was like kind of like a body experience um yes yes and no like Holy. i wasn't like out of my body but i wasn't yeah. in my home you know yeah. so um like mm-hmm. I, I was still very much within myself just not in my surroundings anymore yeah and i said oh that's that's cool and um you know, I'd, I'd went in hoping that I could use them to kind of get over these anxieties so i laid back down you know i turned off the music and the lights and I just laid down and um, I mean, this is going to sound dark, but it really wasn't at all. Um, and like the same thing happened, but I wasn't at a drive-in movie theater or anything. I was at my mother's funeral and she's alive and well, like she's not dead. She's not to the best of my knowledge, sick or anything like that, but I was at her funeral and, and, and it was very real. And, um, like every, every few minutes I'd, I'd start to kind of get overwhelmed with like my emotions yeah. and like, I'd, I'd lift my head up and I'd, I'd be in my room, but there was something very different about it. It was like being cradled by a mushroom, but like, I couldn't see it, but I knew that's what was cradling me. Like it was speaking to yeah. me as you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's she's fine. Everything's fine. Relax. We got you. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, like I'd, I'd lay my head back down and I'd be right back there. And, um, you know, this kind of went on like that. It happened a few times where I'd, I'd pop my head up and it'd be like, Shh, no, no, lay back down. You know, we got you <laughs> lay down. And, um, 
I don't know. I mean, at, at some point that night I fell asleep. I don't remember exactly when, cause you know, it was like the whole thing was like a dream. But um, I, I woke up in the morning feeling fine, which hadn't happened since like August. You know, like ever since I went to that funeral, it's like, man, I got like cancer or something or my house is going to burn down or my mom's going to get hit by a car or something like just everything. Like I'm going to die. Everybody I know is going to die. Sort of shit was just going through my head like all the time. And I'd never had issues with anxieties, but um, I mean, here we are middle of April and I still don't have any issues with it. And, um, you know, besides, um, besides like mood elevating, I guess I would say, um, I, I'd never really experienced any other of the medicinal benefits of the mushrooms before. And, um, yeah. And then I can see how these could drive your anxiety if you didn't handle them well and didn't like give into them. But at the same time, if you just surrender, I mean, you're right here, and I was having existential crisis for months, and yep. it fixed me one night. So that's that's nah, just man, fucking magic yeah. right there. That's why they call them magic. A hundred percent, man. Um, you know, I had this, uh, <clears throat> and and I I always get the OBE mixed up with something else. I forget what the other name is. I th- I think it may be astral project projection, and that's where like. Oh, fuck, man. I'm not even trying to explain it. Anyways, for me, like, I had the same thing <clears throat> on mushrooms as well. Like, the first time I took mushrooms, um, it was about a little over four years ago. I ate a small amount of mushrooms. This is when I first started in my whole journey as well when it comes to psychedelic. But um, last year, I did some really big doses, you know, five grams, seven grams, eight grams, just straight up. And during those... Uh, those higher uh, dose psilocybin um, sessions I ended up in a different place all three times Um, one time I was like in this huge like sitting in this big huge stone chair that was the size of it was like maybe somebody was like 20 40 feet fucking tall to sit in that fucking thing and I was in some forest and there was this thick layer of fog on the floor there was this light coming through the other side of the forest I remember jumping down from the chair and I looked down and there's these fucking just cactus everywhere underneath the fucking fog, man. And um, I remember snapping out of it because I got cold. And right then and there, I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, this (laughs) does not make any sense. Like, how the fuck did I end up in some fucking forest? Like, didn't, and it's like nighttime, but I'm sitting here in my fucking room laying down. It was, it was a fucking trip, man. And I knew that I was going to end up you know getting deeper than that but um you know that's a weird thing when you take psilocybin is sometimes you you leave your body as well sometimes you know you go to these different places or you know and sometimes you do meet entities Uh, i have i have i know i have man but um it's something else isn't it 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 really is and like a couple weeks ago I took um, just an eighth of Ecuador, um, but I also hear Ecuador's a pretty strong set. That might be part of it, but, um, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of people say that you don't really need the, the amount less important once you've been on your journey for a while as, like, you know, you surrendering. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I went into the, the same kind of dream state, but I, I don't remember any of it. Like, I remember coming to a few times and being acutely aware that I'd just come back from somewhere. Yeah. But but no recollection. And this this happened several nights, and it's like it's all just a blank. It's like I, I've been wondering, like, what happened, you know? Something happened. How are your dreams normally like? Like when I'm not tripping? <clears throat> yeah, just in general. I don't usually dream. Well, I just say I don't usually remember my dreams. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's so I've got this uh, this weird theory of mine when it comes to remembering shit from the other side, whether it's, you know, via psilocybin, LSD or DMT, is that I remember every single fucking bit. And the, and the reason I think I do is because <clears throat> when I sleep, I mean, my dreams have always been very, very lucid dreams since I was like eight or nine years old. I remember the first dream. And um, I think that there's something in our mind with that part of us that helps us retain more so in the, of the trip. 
I mean, it makes sense because I could tell you right now, I had, I've had four hour sessions where it was entities that are doing shit. And I remember every single one of every single fucking what they looked like, everything. And I could describe it to you like it was just yesterday, like a memory. Um, but I find that people who don't dream as much, they sometimes have a difficult time bringing back consciously bring it back the uh, message from you know these places that we go to yeah that that makes sense you know like i said i was very aware that i had been gone yeah but it was just like i don't know like agent k pulled out a neuralizer or something on my way out the door you know he's just gone i think that that's just like the front brain what i call like yourself yourself being like i don't want anything to do with this because if i do it's like a defense mechanism kind of um where yourself is the the self that you know who you are when you look into the mirror that's yourself the name that people call right. you on this earth that's yourself it's not like your real and your whole self it's just that's the human existent part of you and i think that the and i've seen this too with people that don't dream as much like my wife is the perfect example this is where i where i get all my hypothesis <laughs> <laughs> but uh she um it's hard for her to um to break away from that self um so like for example um you know how you take psychedelics the first thing they tell you is you got to be able to let go right can't be trying to fucking mm-hmm. control it she's prone to that she also doesn't dream and she did have a, a trip like a few trips uh last year when we had some bad news she was just like fucking i'm gonna go seek some guidance and uh same thing she couldn't remember and that was like her first time she couldn't remember much of it but she does remember like the lesson that it came from like like the feeling she was supposed to feel but i think there's some right. kind of a correlation with the part of our brain that that helps us dream or that creates all of these fucking universes while we're asleep um that relate to something you know when psychedelics when you take psychedelics it kicks that little part of your brain on a little bit you know what i mean i mean i don't know i'm not a fucking professional yeah. but it's just some yeah, I, you know i hear you though and um i mean i'm if it, if it helps, I mean, obviously I had a, a very difficult time training myself to let go and it, it made, mm. you know, several consecutive trips really hard to handle. Oh, okay. Um, because, um, before the first time I was really called to let go, I'd only let go once and I didn't have a choice. Like I accidentally ate way more than I meant to. I don't remember eating it. <laughs> um, again, I'm, I'm sure it was on purpose, but that was a lot. You, you don't have a choice. Buckle up yeah. or don't, whatever. We're going. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! It doesn't matter if you're like, oh wait, my my dick stuck in the door. I can't get in. Doesn't matter. We're going. Yeah, I'll be back when you get here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let me, ask, let me let me ask you. Well, it'll it'll be here when you come back. Um, fuck, dude. Yeah, psilocybin is something else, man. It, it really is. Um, all these psychedelics are, and and you know, uh, thank God that they work for us, man. To be honest with you. Um, the only thing now is just getting these fucking things decriminalized, man. You know, let's get this shit moving. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. You know, I mean, I know a lot of places around the country have finally decided to to make it okay, and it's uh, it's going that way. Personally, I'd love to see the full legalization because I've always had uh, this idea that if it ever happened, that um, you know, I could have a line of like psychoactive honeys and jams. That would be beautiful. That'd be beautiful. Right? Uh, it's like my dream job right there. Well, you, you, oh, damn, that's fucking nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Honey. Do you mush. know the mushroom, man? <laughs> yeah, the jingle yeah. writes itself, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's a good one. Um, oh, uh, what yeah. I'm going to do is, um, what, I, what I would like to see is... Um, is people just get involved locally. I mean, we have enough people just on the side alone uh, to make somewhat of an impact somewhere, you know, and uh, get to know the people yeah. in, your, in your in your town. Like, create those little communities, the online communities. That's how you build. Like, here where I'm at, you know, we've got eight or ten members of our, of our group now, and we are tight. We're tighter than a motherfucker. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up. You guys should start a bowling league or something. <laughs> well, I started getting, I started thinking about this and I was like, man, you know what? You know what my dream job is, Mr. Mushman? What's that? My dream job would be to do this, what I'm doing without having to worry about my bills. I mean, I don't have to be rich, but if I could do this 24 hours, not just the talks, but, you know, be online, doing some advocating, doing some of this, you know, shaking and moving, right? And within the psychedelic community. If I could do that, man, that would be my fucking dream. That would, you know, because I really... Well, there's no reason you couldn't make it like a five-year plan. Just keep at it, you know? True. And here's the thing. That's kind of what I started. That's That's... Like, this point in my life, I'm like, dude, don't wait for shit to happen. Make it happen. You are the master of your mind, and you can create your own reality. And so far, so good, you know? So um, I, I've got somebody coming on where we're going to be talking about, you know, 5013Cs, which are um, nonprofit organizations for people that don't know, um, you know, how to set up uh, just, just the entire thing and how do we get started here, you know, because... You know, the movement, the decriminalized nature movement, they're now known as SPORE, S-P-O-R-E. I forget what the acronym stands for, but I was looking into them last year, and I couldn't find any kind of structure or anything like that. But basically what's happening is they just have a few of the people moving from cities to cities or getting giving advice to the local populace that wants these you know, psychedelics that yeah. they criminalized. You know, they're all they're comprised of lawyers, old politicians, blah blah blah. And to me, that's what I would like to get involved in. Is like, what do we do? Tell me. And I think that anybody listening to this will also benefit from that as well because we need to do something about it, man. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think it's it's bullshit. You know, I was looking into um some of like the penalties that you could face just for possession and shit not that long ago. And like I kinda wish I didn't do that. Like at least around here a single tab's worth a county year. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's stupid, man. I my my children they're young, right? Uh, my, mm-hmm. my youngest guy is six years old. And then I've got a seven nine ten year old and then 14 20 but the younger guys the other day yeah it's a lot of fucking boys the other day i was <laughs> um i came out to the living room and i was talking to my wife about you know uh, decriminalizing at least psilocybin and the uh, clinical trials and all this stuff right and my boys were like dad well, why are you talking about this mushroom and i was like oh damn yeah let me tell you a story man <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know how the corn or the carrots, they grow on the ground? Yeah, yeah. You know that? Oh, what about that corn over there? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, can you imagine if somebody came to you, yes, tomorrow and said, hey, if you can no longer grow these, you can no longer eat these, or I'll put you in jail. And they're like, why would anybody say that? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just people don't know, whatever, but the mushrooms help people. I said, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. And this is me talking about my children. I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, if you're a child and for some people taking mushrooms, is not good for them. But for the most part, if I'm an adult and I'm responsible for what I do, which I am, I should have the option to uh, use it at least for the, at the very least for treatment of something, right? The very least. So they, yeah. they just blew their mind. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, mushrooms grow outdoors, dude. Even if everybody in the entire country in the world stopped cultivating mushrooms indoors, the mushrooms will still survive outdoors. They'll be here. They've always been here, and they'll still be here, probably even after we're, we're gone. Well, definitely. And, and it, it really said something, too, that, like, you can go to a football game or something and, and drink your face off with everybody else right there in the open, and, like, nobody cares, but you can't, like, you can't even go to a professional office or something to, to do this. Well, you know what I think when I think about that, though, man? When I think about the alcohol and the tobacco companies, you know who I think about is the lobbyists and the people that kept pushing for it, even like alcohol. I mean, and and not even that, just the people in general. People want it. People want to be able to drink their fucking beers, to smoke their cigarettes, to eat their mushrooms. And that's the most important thing is like, dude, we have a fucking right here. But the bottom line is, is we need to come together and all do our part everybody and everywhere it doesn't have to be at the same time but 
spread the knowledge. What is it? Where do we start? How do we do this? You know what I mean? I think eventually, maybe you might be able to, you know, go to a fucking football game and eat a couple of mushrooms. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean you should not, be able. not that I would do that there, but, you know, if I wanted to, I should have the right. Exactly. Exactly. It yeah. should be the same thing, but somewhere. somewhere God, I do. I don't think I'd want a dose in a stadium full of eighty thousand raging no, fans. That fuck. sounds like a really bad time. Well, uh, in a stadium of eighty thousand tool fans, I would. <laughs> but uh, yeah. look, man, um, I really just think that that we need to inform ourselves and play our part because it's our reality as well, and uh, we are. The, the mind is the most powerful thing. We are the masters of our minds. And we can then turn, build reality around us. Not create it, but build it where you're moving things closer to you and people away from you and blah, 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 just to get the mission taken care of. And, and you know, and it's, and it's not even just the healing stuff either that no. they're, they're good for. You know, we wouldn't have a lot of the shit we have today if oh, not yeah. for psychedelics. Like, Bill Gates who came up with Windows tripping on acid, which I often I often kind of wonder, like maybe he was like curled up in a corner shivering. He's like the fucking Windows <laughs> Some man. Some alien floating through his room. <laughs> right. He's like the fucking yeah. Windows everywhere. It's the future. Well, look, he was he was right. Oh shit! I get what you're saying. <laughs> oh shit, man! That was right over my fucking head. Nah, man. Uh, there's been a lot of good shit done, done, done with with these medicines, man. The only thing is, and the first thing is, is we just gotta get them decriminalized, guys. Get them decriminalized. Tell the fucking the federal government that hey, yeah, we're okay with this, and hopefully they change their fucking minds because they're the ones that are just waiting on us. If we really want it, then we're gonna be the ones to fucking do it. I'm just tired of sitting there and not knowing what to do or where to go because I tried to get in contact with that organization last year. I tried to get in contact with a few organizations last year. And, and like at this point in time, just most of them, they're just asking for donations for money, which is great. You know, and some people can donate money, but unfortunately I'm not one of those people, but I can do- donate some of my time is the thing. See what I'm saying? Right. You know, they just, they weren't having it. And I'm like, whatever, dude, I'll just fucking do my own thing. Shit. It's not going to hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, pretty sure you can probably find the uh the speeches and stuff they was doing you can at least find the model they followed and just do it yourself yeah. you know well uh, i don't know if there's any out there yet but um i i did go to their to their site which has like all their meetings and everything but i think the background part of it is is what we really need like who do we talk to in the city like obviously the politicians and all that but you know how did you guys go about it because that's basically what they're doing is they're sharing a template from town to town and adjusting it as they go along because all states have different laws, right? Right. Yeah, so they're they're doing a great fucking thing, man. I just think that <clears throat> I think that as a, a whole, as a community, that we could be doing a lot more, even if it's donating $25 to one of the organizations, even if it's you know, sending 20 emails out a week. Who gives a fuck? Something. We need to be able to support this movement as a whole. Oh, hell yeah. I want to see this shit. It should be national, international. There's just no reason for it. It's it's frustrating. But I kind of got to wonder, too, like, you know where is where is that good old fashioned super political activism that that came with the movement in the sixties? Like, you know where what, is man? that? I think that there a lot of these people are just kind of in the shadows too. Um, but there's still people that are advocating in terms of the benefits of it. And and fuck every time every time I fucking bring this up, I never fucking look it up. But there is a um, psychedelic salon podcast where this lady who worked for um, the Department of Justice, out of all things, out of all places, um, she microdosed off of LSD for a month and completely quit her job, wrote a book about it, and now she, that's what she does. She campaigns for the use of psychedelics for you know, uh, healing properties. 
I mean, and that's like the perfect person to have as oh, an advocate yeah, too, because oh, because yeah. of that background. You know, like like what's my background? Nobody wants to listen to me. Oh, you worked <laughs> at Walmart a few times. You're you're going to college. Shut yeah. up. Sit down, Snowflake. They don't want to hear from me. <laughs> oh no, man, you're right. Uh, she and every the reason I bring the her up is because when I see shit like that, man, it fucking restores my fucking faith, man, and restores my faith in in terms of knowing that there's people out there that are like us and they're doing the fucking thing and they're fucking handling business you know what i mean but there just comes a point in time where you know we just need more help we need more people out there doing it we need more people you know advocating for these things man yeah yeah definitely i'm wondering like like do you know what it takes to start a petition because maybe it just starts simple as that yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, uh, if any, I think that this this interview may well uh, shoot me some questions that maybe you would even like answered. I'll I'll post in the in the community to see if anybody um, wants to contribute to the questions too, because I think this is something like that all of us can benefit, whether you take psychedelics or not, but are in support of them. Um, I think it's a good deal, man. But what were you saying? How to start a, a petition? Yeah, like I've never, I've never looked into it, but. Um, but you always see those people outdoors, huh? Right, and like I'm probably not going door to door to get signatures right now, but um, you know, maybe in a couple months. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be more than willing to. Hey, sign my, sign my petition to decriminalize mushrooms. Yeah. Okay, so don't take them, dude. Fucking yeah. sign it. That's true. Man. Can, I, can I sign a, can I interest you in a petition to outlaw beer then? Yeah, I didn't think so. Sign my paper, bitch. <sighs> yeah. Dude, look, man, I, and I don't, I don't have, I don't have uh, anything against most uh, substances to include alcohol. Um, but the thing about, for, for, for me, I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes with what I have. And what I do have is, you know, a little bit of body, I mean, body, a little bit of time and a little bit of, um, uh, you know, background in, in IT that I can help with, right? You know, just any little small right. thing for a local or organization doing that shit, you know? This is why those groups are important, you know? Like the people here, we all know what we're good at. Everybody knows what, you know, each other's good at. So we just need to find yeah. Whoever it is that has the knowledge and who has the time to be that representative of, you know, the group, because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You can't just have 20 people going to fucking meetings, you know, every time. So you need that one person that needs to be able to dedicate themselves. But, you know, you need money for that, you know, expect that, right, guy, right. Expect that person to eat, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at writing, so like I could probably um you know if we wanted to like highlight some arguments and stuff, I could well, probably craft some pretty good arguments for it. And, and that's great that you can, man. But the thing that I'm thinking of is on a local level at the state. <clears throat> the reason I say that is because look at what's happening. That's how they already started this. They're doing city by city by city. Who knows? Maybe the state will follow suit. But this, the way that right. they're doing it right now is the way that I, I think it's a good idea. Just tackle one fucking city at a time that wants to fucking help. But um, I think here within the local group, I'm just going to have to get in contact with some of the local um, community leaders and, and just talk with them and give them my story. And then, you know, just ask them, like, what do you guys think? You know, how do we do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, mm hmm. I know, like, for the, well, decriminalized nature or spore, I know they did a lot of, like, um, kind of, like, town hall meeting type things. So they, like, educated the public and took questions and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'd be good to kind of keep an eye on the future for that. Um, yeah. You know, um, people I think that would be good to talk on behalf are, um, you know, people like that lady you were mentioning who had a background in law enforcement, um, maybe like yeah. veterans who treated PTSD with it would be excellent. Yeah. 
I think that's what I'm going to start doing is opening opening these up for like certain topics like this. You know, I I, I don't mind the trip reports. I love the trip reports. Shit, I'll just fucking sit here and talk trip reports for hours. But um, and I like the intros and all that. You know, like the hey, this is who I am. But <clears throat> I think the the biggest part of having these conversations is not only for entertainment. I mean, yeah, some of the shit's pretty cool to listen to, but um, for educational for knowledge, you know. What is it that you're providing us uh, in these talks? And for me, it's that, you know, um, bring awareness to the medicinal use of the plants um, and just educate people or let people get shit off their chest, you know, shit like that. But the main thing is the plant medicines, right? What are we doing for these things? You know, they do so much for us. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, that's that's why I wanted to share that one with the Melmax, not necessarily for the the trip report because you know we got the files all over the site, Reddit's chock full of them. Like the trip reports at this point are kind of a dime a dozen, even though you know they're all unique in their own way. Yeah. But you know, I I really wanted to share like the the benefits that I gained from that trip. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I can handle anything that comes my way now, which is good because then the black plague came along. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would have that would have sucked if I was still dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah. So let me ask you, um how long so this feeling before you got to that dose, was it already like an underlying feeling, like that anxiety that was just there? Yeah, um so I, I got the news one morning in August that my, my cousin had overdosed and um I was I was pretty bummed about it, but um like I guess it just didn't really hit me until I went to her service and, and saw her and like it didn't even look like her. It looked like Andy Milanakis. Like it was just it was it was really sad. And um <laughs> Yeah, dude, she did. She was and she was beautiful, and you couldn't even tell. She, she looked like Andy Milanakis in that in that box, and it was really, really sad. Did couldn't even recognize for, her. Did they wait for a while to to get him in the casket or get her in the casket or get her buried? Um. Well, she ended up being cremated. Um. They they had a wake for people to say their their goodbyes and stuff. But um, I know that it um she had been gone for twenty four hours before she was found. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the man. thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I went home from the funeral and I drank a bunch of beers. You know, wrote a wrote a little poem and and I thought I was gonna be all right. But then I I started like for months I was constantly like on the verge of having a panic attack, which you know, I know what they feel like. And I had one once when I was I was fifteen. I got caught on school property with some pills. Mm. they didn't know I wasn't 16 because it was like a vocational school yeah and uh so they they slapped cuffs on me what? and I and I had a straight up panic attack and then they got all Jesus. pissed off when they found out that I wasn't 16 they had to uncuff me oh my god dude that's uh, shitty dude Jesus Christ but you were feeling these uh these panic attacks kind of brewing underneath right mm-hmm yeah, almost almost constantly. Like the only thing I could do to take my mind off it was throw myself into my schoolwork. Yeah, but that's not good either. You know, that's still like an unresolved thing. But sometimes you right. have to do it. There's a time and a place for it. But for the most part, um, you know, it's really important to to get it done for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a few days before that. I had kind of thought about it. Like you know, everyone everyone says you know in, intent this, intent that. You know, normally my intentions are to just take this and enjoy the night. And, you know, I, I won't be as easy to uh, to upset for the next couple of weeks. And um, I, I spent a few days thinking, like, maybe I could just, like, take these with, with the intent of, like, facing whatever's going on here. Yeah. And, yeah, that's ex exactly what they did. They took me to my worst fear, which is seeing, like, you know, my mother's funeral, which... I mean, you know, let's let's face it. I'm pushing thirty, so how much how much time do I really have left with her? No one can say for sure, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> no, and um, yeah, they just kind of took me there to face it, and they're like, "Yeah, see, you can handle it. So stop worrying about it, you know." And like, I guess that's that's pretty much it. Like, 
doesn't really matter if anything happens to me. I don't got to sweat that. I'm gone, you know? Yeah, man, it's crazy that, um, you know, these, especially the fungus will do that to you, um, you know, where it'll, it will take you to see your, your biggest fear and so forth. But <clears throat> the one thing about the intent is a, is a really interesting one. You know, I got a friend here who he kept using DMT constantly, you know, just, and he, he, he just didn't know what to do with it. Right. He was just kind of just experiencing it, you know? And mm-hmm. I told him, I said, dude, next time you go in ask them for something. And he, and he told me, he's like, dude, I never even thought about asking for anything. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, the intent in your mind, when you go in, what is it that you want out of this? You know what I mean? And sometimes the mushrooms will give it to you, but sometimes they'll just fucking smack you around for three or four hours <laughs> and give you something else. But um, well, I, I think it, it basically boils down to they, they give you what you need. And it really dude. depends on do you know what you need? Yeah, and see, that's, yeah, and, and when you do know what you need, dude, it's game on, man, you know, it is game on, and, and he, he went back in, uh, maybe like a week or two ago, and he sent me a message on Discord, he's like, dude, I can't believe I have never fucking done that before, you know, he's like, I literally was just shown exactly what to do, I was just giving the, given the lesson that I was having such a hard time learning. And it changed it, man. He fucking right then and there, man. He was just like, "Fuck, I gotta do." So, so he already knew what to do. You know what I mean? Which is yeah, that's fucking beautiful, man. You know, really you know what? Speaking of DMT, like, so you know they they say that uh, your brain secretes it when you sleep, and they think that's like what makes you dream. And um. I've heard that. I don't know how true it is. I've um, heard about that too before, but like same thing. I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. I'm not a fucking scientist. Right? Like I'm like I'm some scientist. I don't know. <laughs> don't quote me on that. But I, I also I also read somewhere recently, and I don't remember where, that like your brain secretes it in your yeah. last like seven minutes or so before you die. Yeah. And, and so it's it's kind of made me wonder about like the whole heaven and hell thing. Like because um, oh, you know people people on psychedelics or people with no near uh, near death experiences you know they they oftentimes come back with that you know I saw heaven or or I saw hell you know yeah and and I I wonder like if if a person dying in their last minutes you know it, it, it could feel like a fucking lifetime it could feel like a yeah. thousand lifetimes you know last fucking forever wait till you try to so i i wonder these these people that see heaven are they like going going into their death at peace like they they don't have a whole lot of like hang-ups and whatnot and maybe the the people who go in who maybe didn't live the life the way they thought maybe they should have you know they don't have such an easy time with it and then i wonder like if if even for someone who's not religious like me maybe you could take like the Bible, for example, and say, you know, this is a lot of guidelines to live a life without regret. So when I hit my last trip, you know, it's not a fucking, I've been wondering about that. No, dude, I, that last part you said about that, dude, I 100% agree with that. I mean, uh, if you look at all these religions and and these different, even like the AA and the NA meetings, um, there is some gold there for people. Like there are lessons to be learned. It's just that, you know. Yeah. And, and most of those ancient religions had fucking psychedelics at their core anyways. So sure. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, I, I think uh, <clears throat> hopefully eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get something going. I know I am. I know I'm going to start soon. I got one person to speak with. They're going to give me a little bit of a rundown, man. And uh, I'm going to start fucking shaking and moving out here where I'm at, man, because uh, I believe in these medicines. You know, I really do. I'm not saying for everybody to eat these medicines, but I think that if uh, <clears throat> you're on a responsible adult, you, you should have it at the very least for a treatment option, you know? So I'm definitely yeah. going to get that shit started, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and even if, even if people start off with the, like I, I started with all the wrong reasons when I started doing psychedelics, you know, we, we discussed last time, I just wanted to get high for 12 hours. I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, yeah, you, you 
keep taking them sooner or later, it's going to smack you around and you're either going to stop or take them the right way. So, you know, what's crazy that what you said about eventually, you know, something, eventually you're going to have to go deep. Eventually it's going to go deep or get dark. Um, yeah. That brought up a post that somebody put up, um, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe like two or three weeks ago where they were saying that there was a company that was trying to take some kind of a compound out of the mushroom to, in order for people to no longer have bad trips or some shit. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You heard about that? Yeah, I remember hearing something about that. Um, I, I remember hearing about a company in San Francisco that was taking all the benefits without the psilocybin somehow. What? What do you mean? That's what I said. I, I'm, <laughs> how do you how do you get the benefits of the mushroom while you when you take out the beneficial part? Oh, I don't, I don't like the I, whole point of microdosing is to take such a small amount that you well, can't trip. So true. And I think that, that that may be speculation on the part of the people who are doing the uh, test because um, <clears throat> yeah. So there was some people that were upset. Well. Here, let me tell you, I, I think that they may, may be um, making an assumption because the, the article stated that the company who was doing it thought that they had found what causes a bad trip. And it's not psilocybin, or surprisingly. So that's something, too, where it's like, are you guys fucking bullshit or what, man? But either, either way, even if they're not, even if it's a thing, you know, my my reaction to it was like, Dude, anything that gets me closer to be able to not have to worry about fucking eating mushrooms or talking about eating mushrooms is fine with me. Now, I understand there's purists out there and they're like, no, you can't take any compound out of the mushroom, blah, blah, blah. And, and the thing that I tell them is, well, you've eaten a mushroom before, right? Yeah. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that you're going to get to the point where you're going to say, you know what? I think I need more. I, or I think that this trip needs to go deep. And I think that there's going to be more people drawn in from that avenue who are afraid who are other, other besides that, they, they're not likely to, to take psychedelics or mushrooms. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword in the sense of that we can bring new people in who are also going to be healed, but then we're also taking away something that is organic from the mushroom. I mean, how far are we going to stop? Right? How far are we going to go until we stop? Right. In- yeah, I mean, I can, I can see that. I can see that they start taking, taking these to, you know, whatever, and end up deciding they want the, uh, the real deal. I can see that. I mean, for me personally, I like anybody else who has gone through these things. I believe that the difficult trips, which are also known as bad trips for some people are definitely necessary and they're they're when i learn the most out of anything is in the deep dark you know bad so to speak trips very challenging ones yeah i can i can see that that uh that first night (laughs) i remember we we talked about last time um it went it went real bad when I when I accidentally ate the rest of that or on purpose or whatever I don't know I don't remember eating it but I definitely remember what happened and um and like she found me like naked swinging swinging the knife around but um I mean I, I realized uh, a few things that night that I guess I kind of knew deep down I got myself into therapy which you know is really good. Um, that's good. Yeah, I just was make sure I was uh, very stern with them. Like, look, you know, I don't want any medicine, and I didn't go to the appointment with the doctor because I don't want any medicine. Um, now I got, I got my own medicine. You know, I just want someone good. to talk to. You know. No, that's good, right. good, dude. No, that that is real good, man. But you know, uh, unfortunately for us, you know, that's a all too familiar story, and it's unfortunate because you know, we feel like we don't have anybody to talk to about it because maybe there's nobody like-minded or maybe because, you know, we're afraid to get arrested or have the cops knocking on our fucking door for some bullshit, you know what I mean? Right. And the way people twist things, too, you know, like, I hear that, if I heard that story, I'd be like, whoa, man had a very difficult trip, but look how much better his life has become because of it, you know? Exactly. Whereas other people would be like, oh, he was naked swinging a knife around. 
Yeah. Which I mean, I get it. That's that's bad. That was that was not ideal. I was not being responsible, which you know goes in points. I'm not I'm not advocating everybody to go crazy. No one who's done these things seriously would advocate for everybody to just take as much as you want, whatever you want. That's yeah. just fucking crazy. Advocate for responsible use. I was being responsible earlier in the night when I only took two and laid the fuck down and watched the uh, the wall and listened to music all night. <laughs> that was responsible. At whatever point I decided I was going to eat the other eight tabs, that was irresponsible as fuck. And holy shit, it went bad. Damn. Yeah, dude, that, that was that was really bad. Um, you know, ten strips always been on my bucket list, but I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Dude, didn't I think, think I was planning on doing it that night. Dude, I'm fine with one, bro. Fuck ten, dude. That's ridiculous, man. <sighs> Well, I don't even like going deep on the acid anymore anyways. You need like two tabs, like 200 mics. That's good enough for me. If I'm going to go deep, it's going to be the mushrooms. Yeah, the mushroom is something else, right? <clears throat> me too. Uh, but I recently started getting into Penelia cyanescences and, and wood lover species with the, within the with the psilocybin and bastistin. One of those, anyways. <laughs> Is that uh, the uh, the stuff that uh, gives you the, the paralysis afterwards yeah, if you eat too yeah. much? And I had eaten some azuricins like about two months ago, and mm-hmm. it was just a tiny amount. Dude. It was like 0.3 grams. <clears throat> and this was when the COVID shit hit. Remember like about a month or so ago or six, five, six weeks ago when everybody started fucking panicking about it? And then... Oh, yeah. When, when the rest of the country caught up and started taking it seriously. When the toilet paper fell off the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> but it was around that time, dude. And I was sitting in my room and I was having a full-blown conversation with myself inside of my head about accepting my death and, and then continuing to go through, like, countless of deaths that I could die. This was for two fucking hours, dude. And I realized that I was talking to myself in my like I could hear my own voice talking back to me. It was so fucking crazy, man. And um you know, I ended up laying down in bed and <clears throat> I told my wife, I was like, damn, babe, I'm I don't fucking feel good because my stomach was hurting too, a little bit, like a little stomach ache. Right. Um I got heavy. Like, I could barely fucking move. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, babe, help me up. She had to help me up to get a drink of water, bro. And uh, Damn. it was something else. And, and I talked to uh, <clears throat> a cultivator from one of the websites, and he was telling me about how um, that that's, that's like the big, that's the, the smaller level of the minimal of that sleep paralysis that you get with these wood lovers, especially Xerxes. Um, but I guess you can put them in a tea or something and, and, and do, you drink yeah, I've, I've heard there's a way to filter that out yeah. so you don't get that. Yeah. And that's what he, that's the same thing he told me, but the Penelia essences I like, they're pretty, they're good to grow indoors. And the, um, the experience is something else, man. It's not the same as Cubensis. Yeah. It really isn't. It's, um, I've always gotten a body load from Cubensis. Always, you know, like the first few times I was puking every single time. Like one time I purged for a fucking hour straight, dude, when I ate seven grams of uh, some Mexicans. But, um, it's kind of weird how different mushrooms have like different feels to them. Yeah, it is. But it's like, I've, I've had 14 too. grams of like Cambodians, and like that's a lot don't get me wrong but like it didn't lay me out like when i had eight grams of albino penis then we had you on the phone true well and like that was i would have like straight up dmt visuals off that i've never (laughs) but before that i'd never had anything like that off a mushroom like i started getting those visuals and that kind of started i was like oh shit oh it's gonna be like dmt oh no Oh, no. Yeah, when I, when I went back, like, I don't know if I want ten hours of DMT. Look, look. <laughs> hey, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so last year, I experienced the molecule for the first time, and it was a straight up blast off met an entity. She showed me everything she was capable of, and fucking put me back on my ass, and was like pointing at me, shaking her head up and down, like you're cool, motherfucker type shit. 
but the one thing that I realized was that there was something in the back of my mind, like a door that was left open or this path. So um, I got really fucking stoned and I don't, I don't really get stoned that often, you know, smoking cannabis, um, maybe like right. once, maybe in the evening, maybe twice a week at the most. Um, but um, I got really high and I remember being in my bathroom and saying, there's something there. There's something there. I'm going to figure this out. And I just closed my eyes and then I just like leaned over on the, on the bathroom counter and I was just thinking, thinking, thinking. The next thing you know, boom, I'm standing on a fucking beach, bro. A beach where, um, where, I, where I went to as a child. And I could feel the sand on my feet. And I could feel the water coming over my, like, by my ankles and carrying the sand within the water. For like about five seconds, I was looking around like, what the fuck is this, man? And, and that was, you were just smoking weed? Yes, dude. Listen to me. I am very sensitive to all of these compounds. And I know I, fucking people call me, um, what is it? You can't hang, you're fucking weak. Everybody, man. Why, they call you a lightweight? Like, huh? Or they call you lightweight? Yeah, lightweight, yeah. And here's the thing is because I, since I started taking uh, psychedelics, it's kind of the same thing. I opened up this new thing in my mind. And before, I, I used to be able to smoke weed all fucking day and I was fine. But it wasn't until after last year that I started doing the big trips. I just, I couldn't fucking smoke weed anymore like I was because it was fucking, I was literally dying every time I smoked weed, dude. Like, I'd be like, oh, shit, this is a familiar feeling. Fuck. And, you know, just... <laughs> go into the fucking dark fucking side of my mind but um yeah dude uh, off off of cannabis i i, I rolled the blunt about half of it which is a lot for me and then um about two weeks later i went in with the intent of going back to see that same entity but using mushrooms this time and i fucking did bro i ate three and a half grams of uh, psilocybin mushrooms um, I put them in a little, uh, like a little mushroom smoothie. I think I posted the recipe on the site, but um, drink it. And like the first maybe 30 to 45 minutes after kicking in, it was a struggle between me and the fucking mushroom. Like the mushroom was like, bitch, you ain't going anywhere. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm coming here to see her, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that's how Jessica, it was. I know you're in there. Open the door. <laughs> That's how it was, dude. And then finally, boom, I broke through, man. And I was in fucking outer space, dude, just this ball of consciousness, bro. And I fucking flew out to this huge rock out in the distance. And there she was, standing on top of this rock, looking down at all these planets that were just staggered, dude. And I was on fucking three and a half grams of psilocybin, bro. That's crazy. I think there's something to to the mind once you start taking these medicines that changes something in there. Like for me, it almost made me more um, aware of that side of my consciousness. You know, I mean, I always had somewhat of an awareness because of the um, lucid dreaming, but this was something else. It was something else, man. And um, since then, you know, I go in with intent and I ask things or sometimes I'm showed things and that's what it is, man, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've been um I've been wanting to do the uh the absolute silent darkness from start mm-hmm. to finish Bro, ever since idea. that um yeah, that that Melmac night after I turned everything off and laid back down like yeah. I honestly wonder if I had sat there and I'm also thinking about sitting comfortably instead of laying down <laughs> to to see if maybe that'll help. Yeah. I don't know. He's like oh, I was watching um Terrence McKenna video well I mean it was just audio but I was watching him and like what he does and uh he says like when he starts starts feeling it kicking in like he invokes it he says come in little green man and like you know I I never thought about that (laughs) no but um but I think there is something to invoking it because I was on 300 300 mics of 1p a few months ago and um towards the end of it I I kind of thought is it one CP or one P? Um, there's probably more, but I was on one P LSD. It's like oh, a yeah. research chemical that they yeah. use in like Canada. Yeah. And um, all the research said it was fine. It's just like an extra polymer or something to break down, and it's just LSD. So I took three of them, and um, 
I kind of thought it was wearing down and I was like, huh, I kind of expected more out of 300 oh, mics. So I like dared, I dared my, my, uh, I had the TV on at the time. I was listening to, uh, Piper's at the gates of dawn on YouTube. And like, I dared it to show me like what it could show me. And like the shapes between, you know, the Piper's album art, right? No, I don't, man. I don't even know what that is, dude. Oh, it's a uh, debut Pink Floyd album, 1967. Mm. It's like, in in my opinion, their best work. That's all right. In my opinion, it's their best work. I love that album. But Wait, what's um, it called again? Uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn or Pipers at the Gates of Dawn. The uh, oh. the cover is like it's them. It's just pictures of them, but it's like yeah. kaleidoscope vision. Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. So the the guy on the right, and it shows what I know. I'm not sure which one's who, but um, he's got like the the darker long sleeve shirt. And um, the shapes in between him, I don't, it kind of looked like a like an arachnid started like forming in the shapes, and like um, so it's like these big spiders on the TV, but you know, like still 2D. <laughs> like I didn't think there was actually spiders crawling on my yeah. TV or nothing like that, but just like the shapes that started forming. Then um, the next thing in my my list after that was over was some Grateful Dead live sets. It just had some like artwork and shit on it, and uh, I had the the Steal Your Face logo. And like every time I blinked or looked away from the TV, like it got like closer to me, and like it wasn't even in the TV anymore. And I'm like, holy shit! Like for for a moment, like yeah, this is, I knew I was tripping because like fucking i thought this thing was gonna actually come steal my face and like i I decided (laughs) that i just wasn't gonna look away and like my eyes um like i know they were just stinging from the air but dude i could feel them breathing damn (laughs) um yeah it was uh it was fucking bizarre it was wild but i really think there is something to the the invoking you know you dare it to show you what you can it's it's gonna show you some things that um I mean, I, I handled it 100% fine, but um, I could see how somebody might not do so well with the head. Um, yeah, that's true, man. That's actually pretty damn true. Yeah, you're right, man. Shit can get pretty fucking scary and, and, and scare people off for sure. Um, I know yeah, yeah. Where, uh, there was a user last year sometime who posted on the uh, dmtworld.net site that she had just tried uh, DMT for the first time and she was crying and she was saying all drugs are bad and fuck. I mean, literally kind of lost her shit there for a second. And, uh, you know, that shit's unfortunate, you know, because those would be the, you know, they, they, there's always going to be those people, man, no matter what, no matter what, but um, yeah, they can get pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah, that that day with the the penis envy when I called you, well, <laughs> again you called me or whatever, but I reached yeah. out. You know, for for a while I was sitting there wondering, like, why the fuck do I even take these things again? Like, what in the hell? And I, I came down. I'm like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Uh, yeah. It was it was a bit much for a while, but that well, wasn't <laughs> so bad. I'm okay. I'm in one piece. Yeah. Ooh, you know, don't be such a cocky prick from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so like, this person like had never tried a psychedelic before. Or? Yeah, uh, uh, she didn't. She didn't, and, and, and she was panicking. Well, who the fuck told her to break through on DMT before she's tried anything else? Or well, here's the thing. Not even just that. Why the fuck don't you have somebody trip setting you, man? It's uh, look, especially when you're first time using any compound or any substance or plant medicine that that does this to you. Like where there's a there's a likelihood of you having some kind of a out of body or whatever um experience that you need somebody there with you just in case man you know like me i had my wife with me on all of my big uh doses and um you know there was a point in time where even me i was like i don't even know what to do at this point like i don't even know what the fuck i am doing or what's going on because i am completely like losing my mind like I, it's slipping and i'm about to just pass out and wake up in the fucking dream world like this you know what i mean but mm. uh, it's definitely something else man definitely yeah. something else i was like you know and occasionally you find someone commenting on like a bad a quote bad trip you know or whatever 
it's just it's how bad could it be like okay see what you've you've never been scared by a scary movie okay so a director doesn't know how to scare you okay you know who knows damn well how to scare the shit out of you you do true you do you know how to scare you man yep that is something yeah man that's something good to to have in mind too huh like this is gonna this is all me this is gonna end one moment um it's not gonna be forever i think once you uh accept those i think it's a little easier for you to actually have those um breakthroughs as well you know there's people who who don't even break through but i I think the big part of this maybe they don't know how to let go or, or overcome that anxiety in the beginning because our own selves don't want this you know just out of out of survival <laughs> you know ourselves <laughs> want to be alive and it's wired in us to be like nope i don't want to take this this is too much for me um so right i can slay that shit every now and then you know yeah and i don't know i don't know if it's hard for everybody for some people it's probably a little bit easier to just let go but yeah, I was that was my biggest thing, man, is I got the call to let go and then I got the call every single time and I just couldn't do it. I was just terrified that I wasn't going to be there when I got back. Yeah, no. And uh several several trips in a row, they were just fucking terrible. Or even my wife was like, "Why do you even want to take them anymore?" I'm like, "Because I really do believe in these things like I really do, and I know that it's not real, and I know that once I overcome this, uh, I'm going to be on a whole other plateau with these things, and my my journey can take that step farther. Uh, For me, and I don't know if this is the same for everybody, it's probably not, but for me, I was drawn in by by just wanting something to get high on. I stayed for the eye candy, and then I, I really think they tested me. I, I really do. They they scared the shit out of me several times in a row to see if I'd keep doing it. And then finally they said, you know what? All right, you got this. Let's let's see what we can do with you. And I, I think maybe I was just a slow learner with them. They're uh, trying to get it through my head that maybe. that uh, they, they should be used more medicinally than for like party favors, which like most of the reason that I took them for the longest time. Well, you know, even with that being said, <clears throat> for me, even using uh, psilocybin recreationally, for me, I'm 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 four, and it's just, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, look, we, you know, we we need to make that that stigma around these things, like, yeah, you know, we need to break that down, but um. <laughs> Um, and I'm and I'm fine with with recreational use. I just mm-hmm. think I'm at a point in my personal journey where you know they, they say, you know you've you've had your fun. Now let's let's get down to business. And, yeah, see that. And and I think the the mm-hmm. fun the fun still comes. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not still enjoyable. Yeah. But I'm not after it for the good times anymore. And I and I think that um, in in a sense, they find that more respectful. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I, I, I do, because for me personally, I, I don't. I don't use any of these things recreationally. Like, I don't go out and do shit or fucking hang out with my friends while we're all streaming and shit. For me, it really is doing the work. And then I also do the microdoses for a little bit of a mood enhancer, you know, here and there. But um, for the most part, for me, it, this is for healing everything, you know. So, um, right. man, it, it's just shitty situation man what i was gonna say though is um even people that um taking smaller amounts or doing it recreationally i think that their chances of taking it medicinally are that much higher call me a a fucking optimist if you want but i like to pull the silver lining out of every fucking dark cloud just so we know we're looking at all sides of the of the coin right and i don't i don't think it's um crazy or wrong at all because it's basically exactly what happened with me you know like i was taken with the party and then i realized that like a few weeks after each dose i was more in control of myself and then i started going in with actual intent and like i don't the last few times i've taken them it's been with intent and the last time was some sort of misfire i don't remember like any of it but i know that something something happened i just i don't i have no idea 
Yeah, well, I'm really glad that you you got some benefit from it, man. I really am. I'm glad that you came on here to share it with us, too. Fucking always good to talk to you, man. I swear to God it is. I, I could talk to you every fucking day if I could, man. Um, yeah, and I could sit here and talk for fucking hours, too. Like, I got that gift of gab. Hey, when I went here. to school, I thought I was going to be a communication major. Yeah. But, um, here, but, you know, sometimes I get so fucking stoned, I lose my track of thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that happens to the best of us, my friend. It's all yeah, good. but I wanted to be a communication major because I thought it'd be really good um, to take, like, my ideas and translate them into film. I didn't want to write books because, like, nobody really reads anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, if I didn't realize pretty quickly that I'm not interested in that at all, and I should have just decided... In the, in the first place, I, I knew I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to write. I, I should have just known that and stuck with it. So now I'm uh, pursuing, I mean, I'm still, I still don't have my associate's degree yet. I'm still working on that, but um, it's only my second semester. I'm uh, pursuing a master's so I can teach English composition. Oh, shit, man. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't have the best old guy nickname ever. I always wanted a cool old guy nickname, you know, like Doc <laughs> or Coach. I'll be the professor. <laughs> All right, make sure you get that changed up on the side, Doc. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it'd be a lie right now, so I got to wait. But yeah, <laughs> the professor. Uh, We're going to see the professor. All right, Professor Mushman. Um, yes. yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're a fucking cool motherfucker, man. You know, I, I watched those things you sent me with the poetry and all that. And, um, I, I think one of them you wrote when, when there was your, your cousin, right? For your cousin. Um, yeah, I actually revised that. It's much better now. I didn't like the really? second verse. That was everything I posted has been a rough draft. Yeah. None of it's been revised. Um, <clears throat> do you, I like it much better now. Do you have the... Is that poetry group still up on the site? Yeah, yeah, it's still up there. Um, let's talk after this. Uh, I, I got a couple of things I'd like to go over with, with you, but um, <clears throat> um, for real though, man, uh, th thanks for coming on, dude. Uh, I, dude, you're a fucking interesting motherfucker, and, and I love talking with you, man. I, I really do. Thanks for coming on and, and sharing your your story there. And um, do you have any kind of final thoughts or anything you'd like to put out there in the ether? Um, well, you know, I would say, you know, it's definitely my pleasure. I love coming on here to share with you guys. And um, I would just like to add, you know, this is the thing I love about DMT world. I've, I've never been told I'm an interesting motherfucker before. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I finally found my circle. Hell yeah, man. And I hope to fuck, I hope to God everybody else feels the same way, man. Just don't be a fucking dick and no fucking sourcing, man. That's it. That's all you got to do, man. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah, I want to. I want to see this thing grow and flourish. I'd like to, to see Facebook die. Listen, Mr. Mushroom Man, you got my word. As long as I'm breathing, that's what I'm going to be fucking working towards. And I'm sure the admins there as well, they've, they've got it in their hearts as well. So this thing is going to start moving pretty fast, man. So just hang on and 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 continue to do what you do, man. Keep spreading that love in the community. Fucking everything, man. You're you're a good dude, good member of the community. I'm glad to have you there, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to be there, and and to think I found the site completely on accident. On accident. And I think within a month of it opening, I found it completely on accident. It's like the happiest mistake I've ever made in my life. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, besides the whoopsie babies, I love them too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little more, but it's a close second, you know. <laughs> no, it's it's something else, man. I, <clears throat> but for real, guys, just uh, stay tuned, man. We got a lot of shit coming up, and uh, hopefully, you guys um, will help contribute some stuff. So um, this is what it's for, man. All right. Um, if, if that's it for you, Mushman. Yeah, that's it for me. We'll do this again sometime. All right, guys. That's Mushman right there. Hopefully, he'll come back on soon. And uh, in the meantime, just. Uh, Keep an eye out for these new podcasts coming out and uh, spread the love.